conversation with Annabeth and I'm here with my good friend and we're just going to talk about random stuff as always. Uh, so Chang, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, my name is Chang. Uh, it's glad to be here today. I'm a finance and automotive enthusiast. I currently work in the financial industry. I have for several years now, about three or four. Came out of San Jose State with a 3.8 GPA. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I built a little bit of credentials right there. <laughs> Investing for about in my personal accounts for about ten years now. So I mean, we could dive right into it, into economics. Whatever you want to do. Um, so one of the things that I want to talk to you about for a while now is, you know, income inequality is a pretty big deal. I think it's a huge deal, and I think it's getting worse. And I want to get your perspective on it. I know jobs are becoming super specialized now. Like you really need to work on your degree. You can't just go for a general degree. Mm -hmm. Like you really need to focus on one specific thing and make it your passion. And if you make it your passion, you can make a lot of money with it. Like you can't just go lollygagging, you know, like from one job to another right, right. and expect to be a stable income, you know, because it's going to fluctuate with the economy. But knowing that not everyone has the opportunity and there's a whole generation that didn't have the opportunity that's still alive or the jobs that they had are completely gone. Don't you think there's like a little bit of responsibility where people need to step in and be like, all right, you know, you guys don't really have a chance or you guys missed your chance, but we can't just let you sit and drown because everyone, because business needs customers. Everyone needs customers. Yeah. yeah. And if there's no customers, because if customers can't afford the shit that you want, right. you're eventually going to stop making money. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Yeah, of course. And I think that problem is split into two parts. One is the differences in socioeconomic class. And the other is about helping it. The thing is, in my opinion, and from what I've read and experienced is, one of the biggest problems in economy today is not just the, the lower class and the higher class. It's the disappearance of the middle class. Yeah. From what I can tell and what I read, especially here in California, someone could be making a good $150,000 a year to even 200. They're supposed to be considered middle class. Or upper middle class. Upper middle class. That's a lot it, of money. It's supposed to be upper middle class, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. One thing is, they're not. No. They could almost be squid down to the lower class. Uh, Depending where they live. Because especially in places like San Jose, mm -hmm. yeah, that is a lot of money, but compared to the cost of living in that location and all that, it balances out to a point where, yeah, maybe not lower class, but on the lower part of middle class. And that means if that's only gets you there, everything under that is considered lower class, which would be a good 50, 60% of society. Yeah, more than that. Yeah, without a doubt, but that's where it happens. And I think the whole reason is because the middle class has shifted to a portion that is unsustainable to, to the highest degree because we can't keep on going up like that forever. Like, what's next? You know, 400,000 is going to be considered middle class next. 
I mean, so this is this is an interesting point that you just make because so are you saying that people aren't making enough money or getting paid for their skill enough? Because yes, a person's making two hundred thousand a, a point, year. Yes. Okay. Because you gotta think, especially with things upcoming like the tax cuts that just happened for the corporate taxes. Mm-hmm. A lot of corporations are making a lot and a lot more money every year that's coming forward since I believe 2015 the number of millionaires and billionaires worldwide has been increasing at a yeah a a rate like that never existed before never existed it was unprecedented yeah and including that on a venture capital standpoint there's been more unicorns in the past year than there has been from the last 10 years before 2015. And unicorns are... Yeah, explain that term. Unicorns uh, in a startup is called a unicorn when it reaches over a billion dollar valuation. They're supposed to be so rare that they're called unicorns for their rarity. Mm -hmm. And there were a few ones that people thought were, okay, this could be a unicorn. Like when Facebook first came out, that could have been considered a unicorn because of the revolutionary standpoints of ads and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Google and you know Microsoft, those kind of business included. But even like in the past two, three years, we've been having upwards of 10 to 20 unicorns per year. Yeah. That's not a unicorn anymore. And that further proves that a lot of, a lot of investors are okay dishing out that high amount of money because the valuations for these businesses are so high. Yeah. So going back to the main point, I believe since, you know, income's going up, business is going up, the pay should go up in equal to that. Because even, you know, inflation rate people, before all the tax rate, uh, tax hikes or interest rate hikes that will take place this year, we're projecting around a 2 to 3% increase for inflation alone. People's income is not increasing even at that rate. No. And it hasn't been. It hasn't been for a long, long time. Yeah. So, given by those standards alone, and inflation, you know, adjusted pricing, it's supposed to be. They assume it's around two or three percent every year. Nobody gets a raise like that unless you are higher up. And And even then, you better ask for it. Right. Like. Yeah, and even then, even then, it's pretty difficult unless you know you work at. A huge huge company so and my thinking is the reason that the middle class has been shrinking to that degree is because businesses have not been spreading the, uh, the profits as much mm-hmm. and I know there's a little nitty-gritty behind that you know restrictions have been put on businesses different kind of taxes were put on businesses international business tax and done a little bit differently import export fees so I understand a little bit of it but for the main part the wealth hasn't been distributed as much as it should. I understand CEOs, executives, they deserve to get paid a huge sum of money for what they do. They run To a business. certain extent. To a certain extent. Sometimes a little, it's a little sometimes, exaggerated. Sometimes, yes, it is a little, a little up there. Like, you know, those certain, even in finance, those certain managing directors and CEOs getting paid, you know, double digit millions or hundreds of millions a year. Yeah, that's pretty high. And I'll, I'm not saying it's justified. I'm not gonna go into that one, but I understand it's pretty damn high. And if they share that wealth a little bit, then you know it could do a lot more good for everyone else. 
And that's kind of my view on how things need to change a little bit. But I'm not exactly sure, you know, how you would begin to do that. Well, let's break those points down because there's a lot that you just said. Yeah. yeah. Let's go back to the beginning where if we feel like a guy who's making 200000 a year, which is a lot of money, right? Yeah. I know we're young and our standards are a little low, but it's like that's more money than my parents make combined. Mm-hmm. That's more money than like seven, eight people living in one house combined. Mm-hmm. And they're still making a living somehow, right? Mm-hmm. So if a guy that's making $200,000 a year who feels that he's underpaid, what do you think the person working at Starbucks feels? Oh, definitely. You know? Definitely. And if the person at Starbucks can't get a raise, then what hope does the fucker at making 200000 a year has? Like, well, the thing is, that's where I disagree. That person that's making 200000 a year has a higher chance just because no, no, they he might does. have a centralized, you know... Uh, expertise in a field. No, yeah, and he's he's in a corporation. He's not in a retail position. Right, it, right. It's a more sophisticated uh, skill set. Yeah, and he's he has way more leverage and outlook on life. Like he could go try out different companies. With the Starbucks person, they're just gonna have to try out another retail store, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna max out like at what fifteen, sixteen, seventeen dollars an hour eventually. If a guy making two hundred thousand dollars a year doesn't feel like he has upward mobility, then the person at the bottom has no chance. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's thinking for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Like, that's where the in- income inequality gets so far out where you have people making so much money feeling like they don't have enough money. Right? Yeah. So that's one problem. And then the other thing that you were saying is that there hasn't been any change. There's been people that have been pocketing a lot of cash for the longest time. And it's been 10, 15 years now. Mm-hmm. where the shit's just been going up and up and up the middle class has been going smaller and smaller and then the poor are getting there's more poor people mm-hmm. so it's a huge thing and no one in society and this is one thing that I wanted to tell you or say that you know what's really interesting about human beings and the way the the mindset works of humans is that we hate poor people you know like for some reason like we don't want to be poor and we feel poor people get too much, right? There's always a handout for poor people. There's always a, a little net at the bottom of the fucking swing to protect them from falling into the shithole, right? There's all kinds of, like, we feel like poor people are just, or have it safe. Mm-hmm. But no one, no one ever says, why the fuck is this motherfucker making five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000 more than I am? Why are there, Why is there so many rich people all of a sudden? Like, why am I working for this guy, this company, but I'm not seeing any of the profits? While this person's getting a bonus, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. These CEOs, some of them are just getting exaggerated amounts of bonuses. And I understand you have to work really hard to get to that position. I'm not doubting that. Like, you you got shareholders always sniffing your asshole, you know, telling you, like, hey, you did that right, wrong. Yeah, yeah. You're always, like, your job security is pretty minimal, unless you're, like, Tim Cook or someone, right? But... They're like running away with cash, dude. And no one's get seen that shit. And the people that are making them that cash, they're the workers. And there's like no one wants to bridge this balance because for some reason everyone hates poor people, but no one says, why are there so many rich people? Well, a part of that is, I think, you know, I disagree slightly with that because this day and age, we have the most amount of, you know, in quotations, entrepreneurs that there's mm. ever been. The difference is, are you a real entrepreneur or are you just pretending? 
Because there's going to be a point in the future, though no one's going to be, when the recession happens. And that mm-hmm. will that time will split the real entrepreneurs from the fakes. And all over social media, someone's a specialist in this, entrepreneur that, just because they have their own website or something like that. And if you're not in there for profit, per se, and you know trying to make a name for yourself, like just to have it on a business card, like I'm an entrepreneur, like instead of just for the fame, and if you're really into it, you're probably gonna do decent even in that kind of time. Mm-hmm. The thing is, all these other people, like you know, not the pinpoint, but a lot of these fitness entrepreneurs and gurus and all this kind of stuff. When that happens and the income's not coming in, that's because the cash isn't flowing as free as it was. They're gonna be wiped out, and that's why, you know, I like the idea that a lot of people want to create their own business to become you know the man and not work for someone else but at the same time people aren't taking a realistic approach people like tim cook bill gates and you know in the financial industry larry fink Mm -hmm. they are in their ceo and you know presidential positions because they had an idea or they were able to solve a problem so monumental that society and the economy pushed them that way so they they were unique. They in were their unique focus. in that. They weren't. Like, they yes. weren't doing. Yes. They weren't the Indian restaurant next to the Indian restaurant. No. Yeah. They had to pull something ingenious out of themselves. Mm-hmm. Of course, the iPod was very revolutionary compared to regular MP3s that were out. It yeah. was one that had you know some kind of hardware and database that would be universal to all of their uh, their products, mm-hmm. and you know the, the design, the scrolling, like. And just just a name by itself. They didn't name. They weren't another MP3. Yeah, and you know, going from Apple to iPod, Mm -hmm. you know, someone had to think of all that. Someone had to be the creative mind behind that, because the idea is part of it. Execution is the next part. What a lot of people forget is the third part, which is follow through. Yeah. Getting feedback for that equipment, understanding the pros and cons of it, and keep on fixing and layering upon that. In the finance world, everyone back in the day knew stocks and bonds. And then intelligent people created, you know, advanced trading mechanisms for that time, like an ETF or mutual fund. Like, no one thought of that during that time. Mm-hmm. And that's one of, like, like Vanguard's and BlackRock's. That's how they became two of the, the two biggest asset managers in the world because they were able to produce something like that. And that is idea execution and following following through with it and keep on improving the products that they already had to the point where everyone else figured out holy shit this is the way to go this is the revolution and to that point i believe they do deserve most of what goes their way look i mean no one's doubting hard work yeah if you work hard you deserve what you put in right it should always be that way right right going back to the inequality thing sometimes you have to understand that the person working the the counter is is working really hard oh they're working extremely hard they're working so hard and they're not getting paid and from being outside and looking in you could say well they ain't doing shit you know they're doing basic stuff i'm over here fucking deciding if we should invest in this new product and blah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah that's fine but you ain't doing manual labor like you're sitting comfortably making a decision this person has to work their ass off to make minimal amounts of money 
And the argument that always comes up is if we pay them more, there's not going to be anyone that's going to want to buy this shit because we're going to have to raise prices. Well, fuck, this shouldn't be a dollar menu. Like food shouldn't be a dollar. And yeah, you could cycle that down to like a lot of things. Like why is a, a McChicken's a dollar? Imagine how much the chicken's life is worth in that situation, right? It's literally nothing. So it's a chain cycle, right? You could change the whole system, which no one wants to do, but there shouldn't be a dollar menu like shit shouldn't be that cheap like people shouldn't expect things to be cheap well the thing where i believe that comes in is because of the spread of the social classes they still need to attract that lower class and that's why they have a dollar menu just because yeah but they're only lower class because they ain't getting paid right and that's so what what you do is a minor fix i know but the big problem yeah okay but that's a fix you agree or no, don't, you don't. I don't. No, I'm not saying. I don't think it's a fix. I think it's a mask. Because sooner or later, I there's a reason why I believe recessions and stuff happens. Well, you, there can't be. There can't be a positive forever. There can't right? be a positive. Forever. Eventually, people aren't gonna want to buy shit because there's too much shit, right? Right. The economy runs off of consumerism. Yeah. And if there's consumers have already bought everything, there's nothing to buy. You know, so that's where the business have to figure out. Like, all right, we have to lower production and all that. Like, we can't just keep on producing. Mm-hmm. Production has to slow down, and that's where people fuck up. Because then you overproduce. There's not enough shit to sell, and then eventually it starts. To, I mean, I don't know if you agree with any of this. No, that's, but things that's start to go down, and yeah, people have less money to spend. Because when it comes down to it, there's two things: an inventory, it's inventory and scarcity. Yeah. One of the things have to affect. You have overstock. You pay inventory costs. If you have too little, well, scarcity will make the price go back up compared to. But you want scarcity over overstock, don't you? Or you want a medium? I think I think scarcity would be a little bit more of the way to go. But I think if scarcity was more of an issue today, then the inequality would be worse. Cause then all the rich people that have the money could just afford everything, and everyone lower would just be kicked to the curb. Cause or they would be outdated. Right. Cause the, the main thing is the income level. Income so level, let's then. let's say um, I don't know. Let's let's attribute stock inventory to the iPhone. Yeah. Okay. That shit ain't cheap. The thing is. Yeah, you could you could go through cell phone plans. No, of course it's 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 so overpriced, right? Every phone is almost every electronic is extremely overpriced because the labor that's put into it is overseas. Right. And the overseas labor isn't. They're not negotiating. Yeah. You know, they just want a job, which isn't their fault. They're coming no, from no. the field, right? Exactly. And they don't exactly. have that kind of mentality mm-hmm. that, hey, this is shit. You know, their, their mentality is we're making more money than we were ever making in our life, which they are. But compared to Americans, it's nothing. But the iPhone's over $1,000. How is that appealing to lower class people? That's not appealing to lower class people. Yeah, there's cell phone plans that make it way cheaper, but then you're stuck in a contract. Right, and that's that's not catered to the lower class. Like I understand, it's, it's like most of Apple's customers. Well, the thing is, the marketing is done so it could include everyone, which yeah. is very smart. Apple. Oh, Apple's genius. Apple's are Apple. I'm not a huge Apple fan. No, Apple's, Apple's selling shit, sprinkling it like it's diamonds. Exactly. That's what they're, they're doing. They're good. They're, they're good. They are master marketers. They they took marketing and made it into a masterpiece, like only Picasso and a couple others could. Apple became a marketing company. That makes yeah, right. that isn't isn't in the game to innovate. Yeah, they yeah, and that's the crazy thing, and yeah. that's why there's, you know, a lot of skepticism on the future of Apple. Yeah, but as it is now, 
they cater to the higher class, but they do the marketing so the lower class and everyone else will want it. That way, they do make the few sales to the lower middle class. Not they really middle most. class, but the lower class. They make class. most, but they're they're through Verizon, they, AT and T, and everything. Right, right, yeah. Because no one yeah. buy it. It it's like a car. You don't buy a car full price at the day right. one. Yeah, but the thing is, even even the wealthier people, they even get some of the plans just because they know. No, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, because you don't you don't throw a full price and when they're gonna right. come out with the next one right. this year. Yeah, and they're smart because they made it accessible to everyone and is ripping the masses off but I think to a point just because of Apple's marketing it's seen as a class thing a social as thing. yeah as right. listen to music on the go yeah exactly like, don't worry about the price it could unlock the phone with your face you know yeah and they did very good on that but Tracking. yeah I'm not, I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing they did excellent marketing and they're succeeding greatly right now well, let's get back to the point People just don't recognize income inequality. No, of course not, because they're too busy worrying about their own income. Exactly. People, like this idea, this notion that my taxes, oh, my taxes. Like, these are people, you should take care of them. And the thing is, it's like a, such a minute percentage of your taxes that are going to poor people. But to everyone, it seems like it's like 60, 70% of our taxes are going to poor people. No, yeah, and the thing is, it's not. Most of that's going to to the government, to the military, to the military, and the infrastructure and little shit like that. But I think it's just the fact that, like, I'm included in that mass. I'm not a huge, huge fan of of giving out handouts, and it's part of part of how I was raised. Like, you work for what you earn. You, and it that's the that's the sole purpose of business, like. Business in, in a perfect economy will succeed if you did it well, you worked hard enough, and you earned it. If you didn't earn it, your business shuts down. And that's how I view most of anything and everything in life. Like, you have to go out, work for it, and earn it. And yes, it would help if the government, like, cut back on shit like the military and implemented real programs. Like, I read just today on Business Insider that Florida, certain County city in Florida... They create a program where homeless people can get paid for cleaning up trash. Totally down. Like that is the kind of shit that we need to be investing in to improve stuff, especially with our homeless problem in San Francisco and Oakland and other major metropolitan cities like that. Oh yeah. And if that happened, you know, the homeless people will get will get money. People will be happier not seeing the dirty streets as much. And the thing is, they only get paid for what they did. I don't know if it's by, you know, how much pounds of trash they did or an area, a certain area, but I'm pretty sure there's other more intelligent people than me that could figure all that up and create a system, a pay scale for those kind of people. And that would that would do wonders for all homeless everywhere. And I'm not saying they're gonna make a killing off of it. But, but I mean at they the same time, they at least they could afford crack that way. <laughs> Right. I like to look at it a little bit of a nicer view than that, but they could at least be able to do something. No, I agree. They won't feel worthless, and you know, I understand some homeless are just shit out of luck. Others are there for their own faults, and I don't. For me personally, I have no sympathy for them. What those certain people that are there, are no fault of their own. You know, these programs 
should be able to help those kind of people. I remember. I don't know if you remember me telling you for community service, instead of them going around being lazy and doing hours, it should be community service by pounds of garbage they pick up. Yeah, that that, that should be a like instead of, in. instead of being like, hey, you got to do forty hours of community service for jaywalking or whatever. Right, right. No, you got to pick up forty pounds of fucking trash, and if you don't pick it up, then come back another day. Got to keep doing it until you pick up. Because California freeways, bro, it looks like third world country. Right, right. It's trash, dude. Like, people don't got manners. And right. all the rain does is bring all that shit to the forefront. Because you walk down, you drive down these, because um, we're always stuck in traffic. Yeah. So you just look out the window and you look to the side of the road. And there's just, like, tons and tons of trash. It's like, where's this shit coming from? And no one's picking it up? Yeah, and that's what's kind of bewildering. Because I know you're... A uh, big person on nature, yeah. And like, <laughs> this is this is a little bit diverging, but like in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this was because of a program or their job or what else. But there were people in large ass boats that had a special looking like tool on it, kind of like a vacuum roller, mm-hmm. and it was picking up hella trash from the ocean. And I was like. Why do we have anything like that? Should we have something like that? Because it wasn't no five star cruise liner. It was. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like it was... a kind of, you know, not the best looking boat. But the thing is, it was to the means of what it has right, to do. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I was like, you know, you see him, you see quite a few of them over there in the Victoria Harbor in Hong Kong, and I'm like, I never see any of these where we're at, over in the Bay Area. Well, so so one thing I'll say about that is, like, America had its chance. You know, where America was a complete fucking dick, was destroying the environment, chopping down the redwoods, you know, polluting coal, all that shit. You know, the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. I don't even want to see how America looked like back then. China, which is, you know, Hong Kong, all that shit fucking sweeps down from China, if you want to separate them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still like that. They're doing a lot better job of moving forward now than America is. But for the longest time, their Industrial Revolution took place in, like, the late 80s you know it didn't take place in the 1800s or early 1900s so all that trash is sweeping in right now and they're doing their job of cleaning it up america already did that so i'll give them that but we could use some of these tactics no without a doubt and the thing is the way our economy is going and the way china is going and everything and they're i i know they're polluting still a crap load but at the same time they're trying to put more aggressive green kind of things in place than even we are they have the right mindset they have the right mindset and they have a government like i'm not supporting their type of government of communism but they have the type of government that could get shit done well the only reason it could get shit done is because there's no say <laughs> to that yeah. point, yes, there's because there's no because there's no elections. The electric the leaders stay in power. Mm-hmm. They they vote for the supreme leader within themselves. Mm-hmm. But to a certain extent, if all those leaders are on the same page, dude, snap of a finger, like, hey, shutting down coal plants. We're not doing that shit no more. Solar panels for everyone, and that's it. You don't have to worry about some redneck in fucking Wyoming saying right. that, hey, I want coal, or some guy in West Virginia. Being like, hey, this is my only economy. I need to cut fucking mountains in half so I could get coal. You know? Like, you don't have any of that kind of bullshit. Yeah. It's just yeah. straight to the point. Yeah, and that's 
that's why I'm saying, you know, I'm but it's not, not a democracy, right? Yeah, democracy. The thing is, the problem with certain democracies is, is like America, we can't get shit done correctly. And I'm not saying, you know, that's all because democracy and all that, because in my opinion, America was never meant to be a democracy. It was no. meant to be pure capitalist. In 1779, or whatever, 1777, or whatever the fuck the Constitution was written. Then, but, it was capitalist. It, no, but going forward, it was supposed to be evolutionized to capitalist, in my opinion. Because the thing is, democracy did well back in those times. I think it did terrible back in those times. No, well, from the forming of the Constitution and all that, it needed to be a, a democratic power to do so. But, you know, their their idea of democracy was just white guys that own land. Right, I'm talking about the basic principle, not, <laughs> so not, not, let's, not the new right, fine, let, Let's fast forward to, I'll say 1930s is yeah. when democracy yes. really started kicking yeah. off with and FDR demo- and shit. Right, democracy did do a decent job. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I don't think that America was ever supposed to stay that much of a democracy. Because the thing is, look how far we've progressed compared to pretty much most other nations that aren't, even some emerging emerging market nations are developing at a way faster pace than we did during our prime. So I'll give you this. Um, I agree with you. America stagnated a long time ago. But I'll tell you this. I, I think, isn't America the first democracy ever? I want to say... No, I don't remember some. If you want to go way back, then yeah, what? somewhere in oh no Greece, no yeah Greece, Greece and all that Greece no no no, no. All let's all say modern democracy, modern democracy, the one that everyone emulated. Yeah, of. of course it was it was us. Um, but, because I don't think you, you want to use Greece as an example of a democracy. Hey, this month it's your turn, and then you go into the thing, and it's just four hundred dudes that are just yelling out bullshit every time. <laughs> I don't think that's a democracy. Certain things got done, yeah, but then yeah. Greece failed. Right, right, right. But so modern democracy, because everyone emulated off of America, like the Constitution, you know, it's a I don't I don't get a boner off of it. And it is a fine piece of literature. Right. It's not like the Bible, you know, it's, it's a real it's the it's a real deal. <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm more of that shit. But anyways, so a lot of other countries emulated off of America. Yes. And they, they were late to the game. Right. So some of the more modern Western countries like England, Germany and all them, they're they're one of the first right after America. Mm-hmm. So but the ones that you're talking about, the ones that you know, these great countries that are doing very well, they're modern democracies, like really, really modern. Mm-hmm. Like not even fifty, sixty years old. So they didn't have to deal with any of that bullshit. They just said, Oh, hey, look at these fuckers, they're doing this part wrong. We're gonna fix that. Oh, they're doing this part right, we'll take that. They're doing that part wrong. We won't take that and stuff, right? So you have these countries that are coming up now that are fast tracking, like yeah. modern infrastructure. Yeah. Like China, you know, China has probably has the nicest freeways in the world now, but it's only because they never had freeways twenty years ago. It's not just that because well, everything people, in America though has to be. It's not new. It's right. just rebuilt. Right, right. Or it's just upgraded, and the upgrades are shit. No, and that's what we don't understand as. A country like pe- when people think of China, they think of factories and all communism, know, communism or all these like smoke and pollution or in the air. That's true, but if you look at recent pictures of like let's say Shanghai and their financial, I guess capital of China itself, it's like Guangzhou or something like that or Jiang. I don't know. It starts with a G. Mm-hmm. 
every single building there created from solar panels looking high-tech as fuck and making even like San Francisco or like New York some of those buildings look like complete fucking shit and it's like we think we're ahead we're not ahead by much and we're falling behind dude America's been falling behind and I mean I don't want to get into too much politics right right. but the president bro it's, it's a joke let's be honest no and it is a joke like and no matter what like even if he was super articulate with all his policies and his understanding of how the government works he's a fucking clown like you can't take that person seriously it's like you get like these presidents of ecuador nicaragua or some shit that have meetings every week where they're pointing out people that are criticizing them on twitter like is that the fucking bar dude my piece on that is a lot of people will disagree with me but to a point, I'm kind of happy he won the presidency. Okay, look. For the I, following, I, I know for, why. I know no, why no, you're gonna not, say not that I, reason. For okay. the following reason, but our last two candidates for this presidency were so much shit that I believe they'll actually consider fucking higher qualifications for the next time people have to run for president. You don't think it'll have the opposite effect, where people will be like, "Hey, the bar is so low," because they're saying Oprah, like, no, "Hey, yeah. Oprah, run for president, bro." No, like, no, those are those are just the retards. Okay, but that's it. Just proves how many people are retarded that yes, they voted for the Donald Trump. Is, no, the thing is, yeah, to that point. But I'm hoping those in power will understand. Holy fuck, we actually need to get someone with more credentials. Because yes, you hope, you hope. But that I think that might be the push we needed. Because you yeah. know, there's been enough fucked up shit already Dude, for but, people to start going like, oh damn. You know, we, we might we probably fucked up and hopefully it hits home to the point where they say the next one, we need two great qualified candidates that we would say either one of these would be we would be pretty proud of to be president of the United States. Not no fucking Trump, not no Hillary, not <laughs> not no Oprah. <laughs> like you know, I'm not a huge, huge fan of liberals in general. I had my gripes about Obama as well. So I didn't think he did as well as most people thought he did. Mm-hmm. But out of the long run, he did. He was a better person as a human than the rest of everyone I just named. Maybe besides Oprah. I'm pretty sure Oprah is a great human being. But president, like, that that's a whole different category. People in the media should not be president. Right. Because right. it's a biased uh, stamp or it's a biased opinion on the people you're voting someone in based on what you saw on TV you're voting someone in as based off what they portray to the media it's not who they really are they don't know anything about government oh yeah Oprah seems like a more willing person to learn than Donald Trump it they're just not good candidates you need someone that's qualified you need like a lawyer not a businessman or even if you do want a businessman a real fucking businessman, not someone that let other people run his businesses. But that the thing is, he is a brand. Like I'm not talking about now. He's a very bad brand now. But back in the day, let's say early 2000s to mid 2000s, mm-hmm. I actually somewhat admired Trump for being the business. Oh that yeah, he was. yeah, yeah. And the thing is, Trump was, you know, a brand name. Like you know, let's say Apple is today or something. Not that high, but it was a fucking brand name yeah. and the thing is he got to a point where he was a tycoon and said I can let everything run on autopilot cause the cash was keep coming in it's just that 
Yeah, but he he lost some of that skill over time by running on autopilot, and then making a bunch of other bad decisions because of that. He's very good at portraying someone to people that he's not. Because yes. when yeah, you know, dude, before he was president, oh, Donald Trump's pretty cool. Like he's a funny dude. He's real. Right, he's a bit of a yeah, pedophile. He's, yeah, he's not afraid of curse and all that no, stuff. No, yeah, That's unprecedented for most businessmen. Yeah, but he's not a good person. Like right. morally, I wouldn't put him as a candidate next to fucking Gandhi or some shit. Yeah, like he's yeah, a complete, he's a dick. Not. You know, he's a piece of shit as a person. But he's real and he's entertaining and blah blah. But that's it, dude. I don't want him to be my fucking leader. You know, I feel more qualified than this fool. You know? <laughs> no, without a doubt. I, and the thing is, but, and then the thing is, when the details come out, when the when the fine print shows up, you it, you find out that it was all bullshit. Like this fool's not a good businessman. Like he's making shit investments. Like who the fuck? How low do you have to get on your business platform that you have to make your own stakes? Like, dude, who are you catering to? Like you're a billionaire, bro. Like why the fuck are you investing in stakes? The thing is, I believe at that point. He's just kind of seeing what will stick, like throwing shit at the wall and see if it sticks. But that's not a smart they, person. It's not. A, it's not a smart person. But I think certain people, when they get bored, they try shit like that. Especially when you're at that level. Or like you don't. You're not having making any money. Like yeah. some of the shit I've seen interviews of him where he's like, "Oh yeah, dude, I was. They were charging me eight hundred million. I got him down to one hundred fifty. And you're like, "Oh yeah, you know this guy. Ooh, got it." But then on the other side, you're like. Oh yeah, he invested in casinos in Atlantic City, and then turns out every single one of them bombed. He fucking dipped out and left the people that he that invested in the thing in complete ruin. I I agree, I agree with that. That is a very fucked up way to do business. But what people don't understand is that is how people point, do business. That is business. When yeah. you invest, especially in certain private equity or venture capital deals, you understand the risks going in. There are hundreds and hundreds of pages. With disclosure saying this is how it happened, and if this happens, we could do this, 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 X, Y, Z. These are our exit ways. It's I don't know how else to say. It. That's just what happens sometimes. I personally think you know you should stick with it as far as you can go. And I'm I'm not too keen on what happened in those particular situations. But there's been you know stories that someone stayed with an investment and somehow, even though it was going down to shit, picked back up and they ran with it. One example of that was like Alibaba. Yeah. And now Alibaba is the king of the Eastern world, pretty much. And there's been way more stories about that happening and holding on, holding on, and destroying a lot more by trying to save that at the last minute. <laughs> Sorry. Does Alibaba have its own uh, Alexa? Actually, I think they are coming out with something like that. What's it called? I Bob, have no idea. Baba? Baba. <laughs> That'd be tight. <laughs> hey, Baba, <laughs> play. Uh... Hey, Jack Ma, if you're listening, hop on it. Is it, it's a white guy that owns Alibaba? Jack Ma, no, he's Chinese. Jack. I'm pretty sure that's not his re- real name. Real, yeah, real name, probably... like given to him, but. But yeah, I don't know. Democracy is good, but it's kind of that you know that saying, uh, a camel's a horse created by a committee. Have you heard that saying before? No. Well, think about it. It's pretty interesting, and it's obviously true. A camel is a horse created by a committee. You get a bunch of assholes in a room together, and you tell them to make a horse, and they fucking come up with Donald Trump. 
that's the problem. Democracy works really well, but if the if, right people are in it. But if the if the the population is super ill-informed or extremely gullible, they'll vote for something completely against their interests. And let me let me throw this at you. If and I'm pretty sure you'll agree with me. You you might not, but I, I'm pretty sure you will. If you're educated, and I mean actually educated, there's no way you're Republican. The only reason you'll be Republican is some of their ideals, but the only way Republicans get voted in is not because of those ideals. Republicans get voted in because of guns and because of abortion. That's the only reason. Yeah, well, abortion, side-by-side religion. If Abortion wouldn't be a problem if it wasn't for Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason Republicans get voted in. The only reason you would be a Republican, besides those points, is because of economics. Yes. Yeah, yes Otherwise, yeah. if you're educated, everything that you believe is democratic. I'd say most things, not all things. There's a lot. There's certain most. things I don't. I, if you minus economics out of Republicans, period, you would be a Democrat because of your beliefs. You're educated, bro. You can't be. If you're educated, you can't believe in the shit Republicans believe in. A lot of independent, well, a lot of people that are kind of in the middle like to declare themselves as independents because yeah. they don't agree with either sides. The only thing is, I feel like independence is such a broad. It's so broad, and it's like, dude, you can't be an independent. And the thing that really pisses me off about the American system is, you can't nitpick. Yeah. Like, I'm not completely democratic, yeah. But I have to go towards Democrats because they do more of the things that I want. But then they do shit where I'm just like. Bruh, like, who the fuck are you catering to? Like, why are you alienating to to the point where you're never going to get elected? Yeah, yeah. You know? And then you look at the Republicans and you're just like, half the stuff you guys say is right, but it's by accident. Like, I agree with things like, all right, immigration, you know? Like, come on, we've got to really put a lid on this shit, right? People need to come here that are skilled. Yes. And provide for the economy. We can't just be fucking taking things, people in, you know? Like, what I told Mac, here's an analogy. If I have a, I own a house, yeah? I have my family in it. But then my cousin comes. And it's like, okay, that's fine. And then my cousin keeps bringing in his fucking friends and his cousins and all that shit. And it's like, when the fuck is it my house then? To what point is it my house then? Where there's four of me, and then there's ten of you and your fucking friends. You know? And if I'm a white guy, I'd be like... I've been here for like 200, 300 years, and out of nowhere now, there's this fucking party that doesn't care about me at all. I mean, this is getting way, you know, way off topic. Like, one of the things that really annoys the shit out of me is, out of nowhere, people are racist to white people. Have you noticed that? No, it's, I think well, there's the racism has been going around for a long, long time. People are just a lot more vocal about it these days. You don't think people are getting racist against white people all of a sudden? No, I think always, there's always been racism going around to white people, black people, Asians, Hispanics, no matter what. I think the people are just being a lot more vocal to white people now since there's a lot more stronger voices on the more ethnic sides. I mean, yeah, there's, there, then, there is know, a platform there's, there's for minorities. There's social media and stuff to call them out even further. Yeah, there is definitely a platform for minorities now right. where before minorities had to like hide in the shadows. They couldn't really speak about it. But I feel like people have become racist to white people which you know you could say like oh white people deserve it white people deserve to be called a fucking cracker you know but it's like that white person wasn't the slave owner just like you're not the slave 
Like, to what point do we move on? The thing is, what I believe is that goes along with what we were talking about earlier about social classes. As people become more educated, mm -hmm. things change. And, you know, the thought process changes. Because, to put it sadly, most more of the vocal racists and all that are more of the lower class, no matter what ethnicity you are. And, you know, to the upper class, yes, there are those in the high upper classes that have that kind of aura around them of racism and, you know, arrogance and stuff as well. Yeah. But for, I'd like to believe for, you know, a decent chunk of it, um, maybe not, I don't know about the one top 1% one or whatever, but for the upper and middle, upper middle class and such, I think, you know, it's not as, as ignorant. What's not as ignorant? When the top 1% is... No, no, I'm saying I can't speak for the top 1% because there's been, you know, things through history of some people being, like, you know, neutral of everything and other people being highly, highly ignorant of, you know, other races and stuff like that at that 1% level along with that low, low level. Yeah. But I'm saying I'd like to believe most of the people in, the, like, the middle and the upper middle class are educated and know enough to not indulge and be as ignorant because of well because they they experience things right yeah so, exactly and they get to travel they get to go places yeah, yeah and i think that has a lot to do with that people in the lower class can't so look i'll, I'll agree with you and i do um and here's how I, I would analyze it i think the top percent wouldn't say they're racist because they don't want to believe they are they're just ignorant because they don't have to experience the hood they never even have to drive through it their kids are going to private school most black people or most minorities can't afford private school or they just don't see the point of it so they're surrounded by white kids who don't will ever experience the the life that minorities have to live poor people they're racist and ignorant because they're always angry they're poor it's who they most associate with they associate themselves with other minorities there's a lot of bickering in and out you tend to notice minority tendencies you tend to notice white people tendencies but the people in the middle, like we agree, are the most enlightened is because we're past that. You know, you're educated, you know what other people experience, you experience it, you ha tend to have friends that are minorities, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But there's like this thing that's going on. And I don't know if I should keep talking about it, but it's like where you have to shame white people. You know, like, oh, you're white, you'll never experience what I experience. And they're saying that shit to like Jane Goodall, you know? Like the nicest person on planet Earth. Right, like... Or they're saying that shit to their professors. Or they're saying that shit to, like, celebrities. Yeah, and I'm thinking some of that's happening because more of a civil shift. Because one of the things that has progressed is civil movements in America. Way more than any other kind of movement in America. Just because, you know, like all these feminist movements and and Black Lives Matter and stuff, like, that only concentrate on kind of them. Mm -hmm. And personally, I think that takes away, because I understand fighting for it, right? Not, nothing against that. Yeah. But if you choose to segregate yourself like that, you're not going to get as much support as you want or even need. Mm -mm. Like, I was pretty against Black Lives Matter in the beginning, because I believed it segregated them as far as it could go. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, you know, technically 
what they did during those. Like, you know, of course there were some good marches, some bad marches that turned into riots. It was just that they just take themselves away from anyone, everyone else that's not black. Yeah. And I think, you know, that puts a negative light on them with the other minorities and the other, and you know, the majority of white people because they choose to segregate themselves that way. It's not all lives matter, like as people say. Yeah. It's concentrating on them. Like, yes, your grandparents, great-grandparents further down suffered. You didn't. Mm-hmm. And you're marching for all this stuff that happened in the past, like we said. And I understand, you know, there there could be some hard feelings. But the thing is, if you can't even move on from that, how could you expect anyone else to be? Well, the thing is, like, I don't necessarily believe that they, they're marching for the slaves, right? No, they weren't marching for the that, slaves, but that's something they that'd be That would be dumb. That would be outdated. Like, of course. It started originally as a march against police brutality. Right. Or the unfair treatment of African Americans to the police yeah right the police they we don't need to be protecting the police right yeah they they commit enough murder they protect themselves enough they're fucking union and all that but when you go out and like you said when you go out and say black lives matter you make yourself a target you let you become you individualize your movement where you get someone to rebut your fucking movement because then you get some white guys coming out and saying well you know what white lives matter or all lives matter and automatically you have a rebut to your fucking movement right and the thing is the rebut especially if it's all lives matter is is something that you can't talk against like uh, what are you gonna be like well you know what black lives matter than all lives you know Yeah. so it puts you in a position to have to defend yourself instead of having people join you when it should have just from the beginning, if they, and I mean, you know, you can't blame them. It's a rushed movement. Mm-hmm. People were dying by the police. You know, it's it's very emotionally filled. But if you just took a step back and gave it a week, maybe gave it a two weeks, and just said all lives matter, what's someone gonna come back against you as? Well, you know what? White lives matter more. Right, that makes them the target automatically, the target, yeah. instead of you. But it wasn't thought out, right? Let's be real here. A lot of a lot of the people in the power are still white people. Oh yeah, yeah. That support definitely. police and all that stuff. And even if they don't, right? Even if they don't, right. if they're white people that are for your cause, by you being racist to white people, just completely negates them from the conversation. Right. And what is your movement gonna do to change laws? You're not in government, so you want to befriend these white people that are in government. Well, that or have a center, you know, like, I guess an epicenter for the movement, like MLK was. Someone who anyone and everyone, no matter what their ideal ideals were, to look up to. Because, you know, same thing with other minorities and white people. They could have looked up to MLK because he had a vision that was for all. Yeah, what did he say? Uh, I have a dream that yeah. one day white kids and black kids could play together in the yard. Yeah, hold, to, I hold can't hands ima- together or something like that. I can't imagine Black Lives Matter saying that. Well, the thing is, they don't, and they don't have anyone that could that like is, I guess, high enough or a spokesperson. Yeah, they don't have. They don't have the. Uh, they don't have the vision. They need LeBron. The thing is, honestly, I think LeBron could do wonders for him if yeah. he joined and he was able to become a liaison for both sides and say, you know. Let's come together and understand this. Because 
they need someone. I don't know if technically LeBron would be the best candidate. I can't think of who exactly would. Nah, definitely not LeBron. Probably Oprah or yeah. Denzel Washington. Okay, but we're still talking... Or Samuel L. We're still talking about, like... But they're stars. celebrities, yeah, yes, they're celebrities. Celebrity. They're I'm not, talking they're, about someone for the people, by the people. That's so trivial, people. yeah. And, you know, it's going to be hard. Of course, it's going to be hard to come across another person like MLK was or something like that. But at the same time, you know, like, that's that's who they need to yeah, be... Yeah, that's actually true. The, the face of the movement and not, you know... And have a distinct message. But, you know, the thing that bothers me is that i feel like mlk nowadays if mlk was alive today he would be called out for not being extreme enough he'd be like what are you talking about white kids and black kids holding hands fuck white people that's the way it's gotten i'll give you an example okay one of my friends she showed me this video right of this white dude saying made a video on youtube of how you should eat fuck okay it's a white guy telling the world how to eat pho, right? You know what the fuck comment said by uh-huh. Vietnamese people? <laughs> like, oh, look at this white guy telling us Vietnamese people how to eat pho. Like, you haven't said enough. Oh, look at this white guy. Look at this white guy. Look at this white. Like, if you find him ignorant for being a white guy telling you to how to eat pho, why are you being ignorant back? But I think I think the thing is it goes back to a lot more than that. Like America does have an identity crisis. No shit. Like no, it, every okay. It's a it's a white country. Let's not deny it. Okay. Yes, yes, it's, it's a, a white, white people's country. country. We are guests that have made a living here. No, I disagree on that. Okay, as in we, we were. Our guests. parents were. Okay. Our Even parents, our parents weren't. Guests. Okay, fine. You what are you gonna go back to the Native American shit? Where the white people were guests? Just like Africa was indigenous to Africans. No, it was indigenous to our ancient ancestors. Okay, no, that's going way too far back, though. Yeah, well, that's the truth, though. No, that's the truth, but let's say, let's say, you know, for a generic standpoint, like, the Native Americans were the indigenous of North America. America, okay. And, you know, probably South America as well. I'm not too versed on that kind of history. Okay, but I, I agree, okay? And I know I sound super insincere because I'm getting to my next point, but, yeah, indigenous people, Native Americans were here a long time ago. But white people came in that history right. passed yeah. we can't keep holding on to the past but still as of today white people make a majority of our percentage yeah. of people in america it is a white country when people think of america they don't think oh it's a it's a mexican country they think it's a white country it's when we think of western nations we think of white people yeah right yes, and we yeah. all flock minorities flock to white people's countries because they're better that's arguable of this day and age but yeah. today but we're not of that this day and age our parents migrated when it wasn't this day and age you well, know? When, our, when our when our parents migrated yeah yeah so was. we didn't have a choice but you and me did like, it we're, we're, we're sinking on that you know that several of those lists for gdp and all that kind of crap okay but for us you and me we don't have that option you know our parents aren't migrating today yeah. they migrated 20 30 years ago yeah so we don't have that option. So to them, they were moving to a white people's country where it was set, or they had it figured out that where our countries weren't providing it for them. So to come here and then to tell like white people, like shut the fuck up, you know, you got it fucking wrong, you're fucking stupid, racist motherfuckers, you know? Like, I don't think that's right. Like you gotta have some sort of respect to the institution that was provided to you 
to be able to come here to be able to live a much better life than you would in your own country like you need to respect that shit like you can't come here and just be like hey i immigrated here illegally and had fucking kids here so now i deserve to be here no without a doubt but like i think a lot of americans in general need to learn the basics of respect over because i could see why people get mad at that video it's like first of all how old was this kid was did wait he, what video like the fun video like how much fun has he eaten was he some kind of expert <laughs> like the thing is that's why i say people have identity crisis because at the same time like you don't see me coming a fucking white person and saying this is how the white culture is supposed to be this is how you're no, supposed to do I, white culture things like but the thing is understand like understand your identity to a point no i agree but i don't the thing that like upsets me is i don't think the white guy was necessarily being racist he's just ignorant yeah but the thing is someone it's about time that other cultures besides you know but you the don't eastern cultures taught you know the dangers of ignorance no yeah you should stand up for it but i don't think you should stand up for it with racism it's like that thing of you don't you don't fight violence or what violence fight violence with violence but there's always two sides to that there's mlk and as i said uh malcolm x what what did the outcome was the same for both of them yeah but the thing is neither but the thing is it's kind of more of how did they want to go out fighting or standing peacefully and getting assassinated what did malcolm x do did he fight people yeah, he was. Was he he was leader of the Black Panthers or something? Yeah, well, I don't know if it was the Black Panthers person. Because wasn't it a black dude that killed him? I don't. I'm not too keen on the history of it, but I just know he was the one that was actively fighting for for African American rights compared to Martin Luther King, which was more passive. He was the one actually, you know, I guess not guerrilla warfare, but like using even violence to get his point across if violence was used against him. Which it definitely was. It definitely was. And I yeah. say, you know, it was warranted to go down the path that he chose. Well, I'm saying since both of them ended at the same ending, both of them being killed in one way or another, it comes down to which way do you want to go out? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a it's it's a confusing, tough position no, that, that America is in right now. Yeah, that's this is something that, you know, no matter who talks about it, everyone's gonna have different viewpoints, and it's gonna take a lot more than a few people to come together to think of certain fixes for problems that plague America. That's to be an institutional uh, uprising, and I don't right. think it's necessarily institutional, more of a public uprising where people's opinions just have to change. Like, yeah. dude, you, it's time to move on, bro. It's 2018. Like, how long are you going to hold on to these sentiments of, I'm different than the next human being? Like, we're all the fucking same. Like, how long can you hold on to that? And I think people have it wrong. People are thinking, you know, there needs to be another revolution. But in my thinking, there doesn't need to be another revolution. There needs to be another period of enlightenment. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, back in the 1920s, when people, you know, worked towards common causes and put aside differences to you know get to the next level and that's another kind of period that we need instead of revolution where everyone's still divided and the outcome will be the same just will grow separately and happen again in somewhat years there's a lot of assumptions uh, floating around and a lot of emotional tactics you know where my feelings were hurt so I need to do something about it 
and there needs to be a revolution based on my feelings you know that's why this identity politics you know Mm -hmm. where i identify as this so you need to stand up for my right but it's like how far do i stand up for you being uh, a fucking giraffe you know like if you feel like you're identifying as a giraffe do i need to pass laws for a bathroom for you you know like how far does this shit go the thing okay this is where i'm gonna come in as a little bit of bad guy i really i honestly believe the reason for that kind of stuff especially more of the liberal side of things is because people just have gotten so weak like i think gone are the days when you know people actually had a backbone okay well okay I, <laughs> I will say this you'd never want someone to feel uncomfortable in society no no right you never want someone to feel uncomfortable people should feel comfortable and those days about you know being weak like hey fucking dys- dyslexic motherfucker get up and start walking you know or whatever no no not, not that like, far yeah but, you know like those days need to go away but the thing is there has been certain things like but it's yeah it's getting too far ahead of itself it's getting too far like for example one of my good friends is in the Philippines with his dad and his sister his sister walks into the girl's bathroom and he told me that there was a guy there was a group of guys that were obviously guys but dressed as girls and identified as girls trying to go into the bathroom uh-huh. at the same time so he said him and his dad said pretty much fuck off you're going to the guy's bathroom or you're waiting yeah and they try to make a big deal about it so they end up whooping their asses and the thing is i don't i don't you know whether you identify as girls guy or girl or guy that's your thing but there are people that are going to feel that type of way, especially if it's in that kind of manner. And that's bound to come up. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable if I had a daughter and she was in the bathroom and a fucking group of guys with fucking wigs on were just saying, oh, we identify as girls and you can't prove otherwise. Like, that's asking for certain problems down the path. Well, so what people would say is you need to get over that bias because the people that are doing it... so. It's like that thing of right where there's a very small percentage of people that are abusing welfare, right? But to yeah, us, yeah. it seems like it's amplified because we don't want anyone abusing welfare, right? So there might be a small percentage of people that are abusing the power to cross dress, to I guess watch girls take a piss if that's their thing. But it's such a small percentage that your fear becomes irrational. It becomes you being overly charged to something that isn't gonna affect you or your daughter's life in any manner. That's true. And the thing is, in California, they got that gender neutral bathrooms. Right, right. Which they need to use. Like, yeah. you need to use that shit. And if you're not using that shit, then yeah, you're gonna get your ass whooped. No, but the thing is, of course, it's, you know, something far-fetched or whatever, mm-hmm. until it hits home. Like, if that happened to, let's say, your daughter... No, You're yeah. going to feel a whole different way then about I will. The then thing. I will make a fuss about it. Of course. Because I'll be like, hey, I was one of those... My daughter is a victim of one of the small percentages of people that are abusing this system. Right. And the thing is, how do you fix that system? Well, the way society works is my daughter and her experience becomes my new. Exactly. And that's an issue, but that's part of society, like... So, like, human beings aren't evolutionarily built to live in societies with 7 billion fucking people, right? Yeah. We're built for small nomadic societies 
evolutionarily. But once you integrate yourself into 7 billion people, you have to realize that your experience might be trivial. It might hurt you a lot. It might be devastating to you. It might cause you to give up on life. But dude, one person killing themselves to 7 billion people, that's that nomadic tribe. That's just the one fucking person that got killed by the lion. No, I agree like, with that. Like, it won't make a difference. You have to realize completely. your experience will be trivial. The thing is, how much different is that to that 7 billion? If, let's say, we bring back something, a very a way harsher system, or bring back something like the death penalty, to take <laughs> care of all those people that went against the laws. Like, if you look at it that way, then again, those five, six, group of six people is very minute as well. But the thing is, everyone will bitch about that shit if there's a death penalty by bitches. Mm. Well, I know, but you, you throw the death penalty around like it, like super lax, right? And I don't agree with that. The thing is, I do, because if you're willing to fuck up someone's life, your life is just as worthless. I know, but the and thing you're is, already... you're using the death penalty as a way to deter them from doing that, right? Because that and no, not just deter them, but because if it's just take a punishment, out the ones that need it. I know, but if it's just a punishment, what well, has to be implemented as a deterrent? right you can't just implement something as in like oh hey you jaywalked but today we decided that we're gonna kill you for it the thing it is has to be jaywalking i know but stuff. i'm giving you an example it has to be set in stone that's like, set in stone okay but if that person if the death penalty is there as a deterrence to stop someone from fucking peeping holes in the women's bathroom he's gonna do it anyways right then he's gonna die anyway <laughs> so if the death penalty doesn't do anything it just ends up getting rid of someone. And the thing is, it makes society a little bit better by getting rid of It doesn't. Person. Because then, if if that didn't deter him, the next person is just going to do it. And it's just going to be a recycling occurrence. Because right. it didn't deter anyone. Eventually, people will get smart and say, maybe I don't want to die because of this stupid reason. Well, I actually, I wouldn't mind dying as long as I get to see a girl peeing. Then the thing is, take him off. Okay, but then that just ends up killing people over and over and over again without ever changing the subject. Well, the thing is, hey, girls get abused no seven, matter what. Seven billion people. It don't work. The thing is, we it doesn't work because no one tried it. They, dude, it was the fucking policy for like half of human civilization. It only yeah. became a policy not in like the last the sixty, is, seventy no, the years. Thing is, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Because the thing is, back in the day, they did, of course they had something like that, but it was catered to not everyone. It was just catered to the lower classes, not the higher classes. Well. <laughs> like, think about everything happening today with Weinstein and all that shit. Yeah. Like, how much more people would be happier and stuff just shaming the dude since he has money, he could post bail and shit like that. Then he just take him out and, like, literally take him out. Honestly, bro, like... And I think that'll deter the next pe person because they'll be like, oh, shit, I have a rich life, a lavish life. Do we really want to risk all that shit well, to take advantage of someone at that point in their life? In that sense, um, I'll agree with you. That, like, that's, a, that's a huge deterrent in that sense. Maybe it's not as much for the lower class, but for the higher class, that will be a deterrent. And that is where a large part of the problem okay, lies. Okay, but... There's obviously there's a huge catering problem, right? Of course. We already know the rich get away with a whole bunch of shit. But the thing is, there's so many women that are getting abused under the table, mm -hmm. as in like no one's gonna fucking find that shit out ever. That it wouldn't do anything for the countless women that are getting abused. 
The only reason we care about this shit is because it's celebrities. No, I, or they're famous I, I people, agree. or it's this guy that how could he get away with it for that many years? But the thing is, can't anyone think of a way to help the whole, including those on the lower end of the spectrum that do get abused more frequently and in a probably a worse way? You I'm, and the thing is, I don't think most people could think of a way because what jail? Jail ain't fucking helping shit. Like those no, people aren't jail, jail. jail. Okay, but jail helps. Bullshit, it helps. It doesn't help anything. Like, dude, would you rather be free? to walk the streets or would you rather be in a fucking building for 20 years that's one thing would you rather be in jail for 20 years or would you rather be taken around the back and shot in the back of the fucking head if you did this one thing okay but a lot that's more of, of a deterrent uh, I think I'd rather spend 20 years in jail than no around. but it doesn't have to be 20 you say for the rest of your life the thing is to okay look and that's just a waste of money because they're gonna die no it's not because the thing is the only reason jail is a waste of money is because they lock everyone up they lock every single fucking person up and you could be in like you know north dakota could make a law like hey if you fucking don't uh stop at a stop sign i'm gonna put you in jail that's the only reason jail is a waste of money is because they lock every single person up it's become an industry in america because capitalism bro everyone needs to make money so they lock every single person up. But if you only lock the people up that really need to be locked up and you never let them out, no appeals, no chance of fucking bail, no chance of parole, none of that. Like you raped the chick, dude. You're going to be here for the rest of your life. And guess what? God doesn't exist and there's no such thing as heaven or hell. So this is the rest. This is how you spent your time living. Like that's all you got. And you're never going to get to set free and step outside. And I'm not saying solitary confinement or any of that shit. I'm saying like you're in jail for the rest of your life. And that's how you spent your life, dude. You wanted to commit rape? That's what you get. Because if you kill them, yeah, they cease to exist forever. But they should suffer. They should see what life, they should see what living is, but not really get to living. But the thing is, people are out there enjoying the Grand Canyon while you sit in jail. Okay, but the thing is, I'm pretty sure those kind of people want to think about the game. You have a jail system that says we try to treat the humans as humane, humane as possible, yeah, yeah, yeah. giving him a nice hot three meals a day, and all that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm pretty sure inside inside it's, it's not no day. hot three meals. It is, but it's not the meals that you would want. It's not the meals that you would want, but at okay. the same time, yeah, like there are some inhumane conditions at certain parts, but for mm-hmm. the most part, people aren't as afraid of jail as they should be and that's again where some of the problem lies it's because everyone goes to jail and they have gradients of jail right they got jail they got county they got fucking state and then they got federal it should only be federal i agree with that part and no one gets to get out so there's no such thing as like you go to jail and you fucking make friends in the gang and then you come out as a homosexual gang member and I'm saying murderers, I'm saying rapists, I'm saying pedophiles, those kind of guys. Not some guy that was pushing drugs. Like, he shouldn't be in jail. That's a waste of money. That is a waste of money, but... But that goes to a whole different source of problems. That would take another one or two podcasts to, <laughs> to capitalize on.